You're listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, episode 47. We're talking about how to help your pastor learn what to post on social media. Let's go! Welcome to the Seminary of Hard Knocks, a podcast designed to help you master church communications and social media. These are practical solutions from the trenches that any church can use. Now, let's join your host, Seth Muse, who has never paid your water bill. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast today. Got a quick episode for you. I hear this question a lot. We're going to jump right into this. But if you want the show notes for anything that I might talk about, it's sethmuse.com slash 47. And I want to remind you, join the Facebook group that we've started, sethmuse.com slash group. It will take you to a Facebook group and continue the conversation about this conver- about this content and the things that we talk about on the podcast there. I hope to connect with you there. It's going to be a great conversation. It's, it's a great community already. And we're really, really excited. I'm really excited to have you be part of it. I'd love to know who's out there listening. I'd love to know your thoughts and how I can help you more in, in, in communications and social media. So go join that group and get to be part of the group. Join that conversation over there. So, uh, today I want to answer a question that I hear a lot because in the groups that I'm in, a lot of communication directors struggle with getting their pastor to, to embrace and post on social media on a regular basis. And whatever age your pastor is, whatever gender, it doesn't really matter. This is kind of a uniform issue. Communication or social media directors know the value of social media. We know it. We have to communicate that to the pastor. So um, the first thing I would say to do, if you want to really get your pastor on board with social media, is dig up some research. You can find some research um, on pro church tools. They, they've done some research on how many people uh, are on Facebook and, and HubSpot. You can find places like that. Just look up some stats on the impact of social media. Um, I, I would say take them some data and then tell them exactly what it is social media is good for. It's a place for conversation. Social media is basically the word of mouth of the day, whereas it used to be just literal word of mouth and that still happens. But social media is a digital environment for word of mouth to spread, which is why it's really important that churches are part of it so that people will talk about the church and get their friends to come to it. So talking about social media, there's a couple of things that normally pastors have a little hang up on. And I just want to say, let's, let's tackle these real quick. And then I want to give you some examples of what they can, what they can post. I think a lot of the reason pastors don't want to post on social, there's a fear that's there. And there's a, uh, there's a fear of like what might happen if I post and somebody gets mad. There's also a fear of like, I have no idea where to even start. And there's, so there's an ignorance of the fear, uh, not ignorance of fear, but there's a fear based on ignorance that can be, that can be fixed. And so I think that's a, that's a big reason why pastors don't, um, post. The other thing I think it is, is just that there's a misunderstanding of the power of it. So I want to tell you that, um, it is our job as communication directors to help them understand that. And one of the things we can do to help, at least with some of those fears is to give them some schedules and give them some ideas. Here's some things they can post on social media. Um, most don't know what to post. So I'm going to give you this list. This is actually, I wrote a blog that has a lot more than what I'm going to give you here. I'm just going to give you a couple of examples. You can go check that out. It's uh, it's on, it's on uh, sethmuse.com and it's uh, pastors post well, um, pastors post on social media. I forget what I called it. 
Uh, 16 things pastors can post on social media. That's what it is. I'm going to give you a couple of them from this blog and then you can go get the rest there. But I want to talk about these things a little bit more in depth than I do on the blog. And the blog is basically just a list. So um, what I would start with is give them a schedule. So basically pull out a Google sheet or an Excel sheet, whatever, and put the days of the week across the top, Sunday through Saturday. And then you're going to just list out all these items, these things you could post on the side. And I'm going to give you some of those. And then you just take those things in the list from the side and say, okay, I'm going to post this on Sundays. I'm going to post this on Wednesdays. And that becomes kind of your rhythm. That way, when you show up, you're not starting from scratch every single day. So your pastor is like, what do I post today? They can pull this thing out, this, uh, this, this schedule out and whatever it says in the blank for whatever day it is, is like, Oh, okay. I just need to go do that. I need to get a picture of that. I need to do whatever. So you and your pastor can work with this on this schedule together, but let me give you some ideas because, uh, this is what's going to be really, really helpful for your pastor. If you can give them some structure it's it's something they don't have to start from scratch and and feel like it's so overwhelming because social is overwhelming. Oh, I want to make, before I get into that, I want to say one more thing about it. We also have to help pastors understand, and we need to understand that for pastors to do social media well, it does not have to be so polished. That's something we got to get out of too, because I, I think for your church, if that's your style, polished, great. If you can pull it off, do it. But if you can't, it's not having, having a non-polished, uh, social media feed versus not, not having a social media feed. I'd take the non-polished feed any day. So convince your pastor that that is what needs to take place because when people see that you're not taking part in social media, they're seeing that you're not really engaging with the culture. So what platform, what right do you really have to tell them how to navigate the culture according to the Bible. You may know the Bible, but you, if you're, if you're not involved, you may not know the culture, at least that's perception. And so it helps you when you're talking to people for them to know you. Um, and that's a big focus for a pastor's social media. They really just need to get to know you. So why do they want to see pictures of your dog? Why do they want to see pictures of your food or what you did for date night? Because they're getting to know you. And that's important and that's powerful. And if you do nothing else with your social media, if you have no other goals with your pastoral social media, at least focus on that and do that. Let me read you a couple of these and we can talk through some of the ideas that we have. All right. So the first item that a senior pastor could share on his social media that could be kind of a weekly thing or maybe not. A photo of a staff meeting. I know this doesn't sound incredibly exciting, but there's, I had an idea I thought was really great. So take your staff meeting photo and you could start off with just like, Hey, we have a staff meeting and we're planning the next weekend. We can't wait to be with you, et cetera, et cetera, something like that. But then you can start staging photos. I thought it would be really funny if the staff uh, got together and posed like this ridiculous scene, like somebody in the background, you know, choking each other or, you know, papers flying up in the air or uh, somebody's not paying attention or they're playing on their phone or whatever. And they're rolling their eyes. I don't know. Just like a scene of your staff kind of showing their personality. That could be kind of fun. Um, you know, you could be playing a board game together. Like, Hey, we got staff meeting, you know, kind of make fun of it, you know, just make it light or whatever. Uh, somebody's making faces behind the senior pastor or whatever, just to kind of show your personality and show what's going on. But yet the caption still reads something like, we're having a good time. We love being together. It's just really great. Now, what that does for you 
is that it shows the personality of your staff, but it makes people feel like, okay, they're not robots. They're not just that polished version we see on the stage. So getting creative with just a staff photo could be a really great content piece that you could revamp and redo over and over again every single week and do it in a little different way every week. And it could be really, really great content. People will go, Hey, I love seeing that. That was really fun. Or I really enjoyed seeing the behind the scenes. So that's the first thing. Second, uh, take a photo of a scripture or a cat or, a, uh, you know, something that you're studying. So take a, take a photo of scripture, the page, and then put in the caption, the context, you know, uh, of something you're studying right now. It doesn't have to be the upcoming message that can, that could be something too, but, uh, like a passage that you read in your quiet time, you thought was really great. And then write in the caption, what God showed you while you were right, while you were reading it. People love to see what's going on in the, in the life of a pastor. They love to see how God is dealing with them. And it's encouraging to know that there's a pastor out there still, still learning and growing, Instead of that polished version they see on Sundays every week, you know, that has it all together. Hey, maybe they don't have it all together. Okay, well, well, good. When I know now, when I look at myself and say, I don't have it all together, then maybe that's not so abnormal. So it's okay. I can keep, keep, keep striving for that and not feel like just giving up. So take a photo of scripture and put a caption of what God is teaching you through that scripture. Number three, um, how about a hobby? If you have any hobbies, take a photo of yourself doing your hobby. Now, you can't take this during staff like office hours, obviously. That's not usually when you do a hobby. But it would be good to take a, a photo at home. Maybe you, um, I don't know, maybe you fish. Maybe you play golf. Maybe you do interpretive dance. I don't know. Whatever you do, maybe you break dance and the, and you have you Dequan's dance moves on repeat at your house and you're, you're learning all these awesome dance steps. Whatever you're doing, maybe if you, you play with model trains, I don't know. Oh, by the way, if you've ever seen the movie The Princess Bride, that guy who plays Inigo Montoya, his name is Mandy uh, Pitkin or Pickman or something like that. Um, I saw this documentary. I don't know where I saw this, but that dude is really into model trains, like really into it, which is kind of a fun little, you know, it's interesting to know that about an actor, you know, that that's just super into model trains. What do, you know, to me, that's kind of a odd, you know, hobby or whatever. But, you know, if you're into that, then show it, show people this is what you're into. And it's kind of just this interesting trivia tidbit about you, this little known fact that can make it interesting. People are interested in that because that fact would be interesting. If anybody out there is into model trains, that's pretty interesting. Even though I wouldn't myself be into it, that's still pretty interesting tidbit. All right, number four, how about you and your spouse out on a date? That's something you could post. Just show that you actually have a life outside of the church, showing that you have grandkids, showing that you have kids and, you know, that you love spending time with them, spend time with your spouse. Just, uh, we went out tonight. Here's a selfie of us at the restaurant. We went out to, you know, at the table, get your waiter to take a photo. It's, uh, it's not weird. It's, it's kind of, people want to see that kind of stuff. They want to see that your life doesn't revolve around just the stage on Sundays or weekends or whenever you preach. They want to see that you're a real person. Although I will say no makeout photos. I, I feel like I need to say that even though you would think oh, there's no need to say that. Yeah. Don't, don't post photos of like making out or kissing your, your spouse. And, and in the caption, could you all just spare us of that? He's hot. She's hot. My wife is so hot kind of stuff. That's just really, really awkward. Don't say that. Even if you're in your twenties, who cares? 
don't say that kind of stuff because it makes people feel really weird. And here's the deal. If you say my wife is hot in the caption and I'm a guy that goes to your church and I want to, I want to like that photo. But if I like that photo, then am I saying, yeah, your wife is hot. Is that what I'm saying? So you put people in a weird position that you may not want to put them in when you're, when you say weird stuff like that. So just Here's my wife. Here's here's our my husband. We're out on a on a date and it was really great. Love spending time with him. That I can favorite. That I can like. That I can share because it's not flipping weird. Okay. So number five, uh, sermon summary. Now this is where you can use the live video or you could you could record the video and then post it later. Whatever you want to do. But after your sermon is over, maybe on Sunday, maybe you wait till Wednesday. You go live on Facebook or Instagram, whichever one I would recommend Facebook because nobody's really paying attention to live on, on Instagram very much. They're not really watching a long, long form video. So go on live on Facebook after your sermon and summarize it. Hey guys, I wanted to see, uh, I wanted to say, Hey, it's, it's a great midweek. Let's say it's on Wednesday. It's great. Uh, we're excited about church tonight and some of the programs we have going on. If you have Wednesday night, midweek stuff, talk about that for a second and then say, I just wanted to cover real quick. What we talked about this Sunday was so special to me because it, we, we hit this point. We hit this point. We hit this point. And I really think this is important. And here's what you could do in addition to that or in, 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 instead of that, you could take that live video segment and then just get your phone out and film yourself going, Hey, here's some things I didn't get to talk about. Here's the points I did make, but the point I didn't get to make because of time or the story I wanted to tell you that I didn't get to tell you because of time was this and share the extra with them. That's, that's always really cool. Like it's an extra to the sermon. So it kind of helps your sermon last a little bit longer, get a little bit more out of that content and make it last a little bit longer all the week, all, all the week, uh, makes it last a little bit longer that week. So you can do a sermon summary on live video. Uh, number six, you can highlight a staff member, go and take a photo of one of your staff members and just brag on them. Here's a photo of our secretary. Here's a photo of our youth pastor. Here's a photo of this random choir member that's here, that's here every week. Here's somebody that we say they exemplify some value of ours. They exemplify Christ. They, they show they basically like, Hey, look at them. We love what they do. We love who they are. We love how they serve, whatever. And talk about that person. And, and just do a highlight because people are like, really love to see their friends and themselves highlighted on the church social media page, makes them feel really important, makes them feel loved, makes them feel special, but it's, and it's, and it's nothing for us to do that. I, w- I would start with staff because they're around you and that's probably easiest. So say, Hey staff, I'm going to take photos of you for my personal page. Cause I want people to know who you are. I'm just going to take some photos and I'm going to highlight you once a week and then just do a couple here and there. Uh, you don't have to do them all at once and then start doing, using lay people and volunteers and taking selfies on Sunday. Like, Hey, you're serving. Can we take a selfie real quick? Selfie real quick. Hey, this is so-and-so would get a video going, or you can just take a photo. But if you do a video, you can say, Hey, this is uh Jean. She volunteers in our kids ministry in the third grade class. Jean's been here for like 10 years and we just love her heart for kids. Jean, thank you so much for serving. And she so go, thank you, pastor. Seth. And then, and then the video's over and then people love that video. Why? Because you're showing them off to them, which is a funny, fun sentence to say. So highlight a staff member, highlight an elder, highlight a deacon, let people know who those people are. That's a great way to let people know who your elders even are. Most of the time in a lot of churches, nobody even knows unless you're really, really small 
who the elders are. If you're in a decent sized church of any kind, I'd say if you're like 300 or above, there's a good chance a lot of people don't know the elders. So highlighting them, highlighting deacons, leadership teams, volunteers, uh, you could just, it's kind of endless because once you get done with them all, which I doubt you'll ever do, you just do them again because there's new people in your church that will haven't seen it yet. So number six is highlight staff member. Number seven, here's the last one I'm going to share for this podcast. Um, how about a photo of just what you're studying for Sunday? Just a photo of a book that you're reading, a photo of the passage you're looking at. Get on video and say, hey guys, I'm studying the passage, this passage in Amos. And I can't wait to talk to you about what I'm learning from God here in this passage. Join me this week. You're going to love it. Uh, go ahead and read Amos chapter two, because that's where we're going to be and get ready for this weekend because this weekend, God is going to reveal some things in Amos chapter two. And I know Amos of all the books, right? We've never read that one. Amos chapter two. I can't wait to to talk about that with you. It's easy. It's easy to do. It's all you gotta do. People will will like that. will share that. and And they may actually read the Bible and get ready to be, listen to you talk about it. Um, and Amos is a great book. I love that book. There's a verse in Amos actually. Um, I can't remember where it is. I want to say it's in chapter, I think it's in chapter one, maybe nine. I can't remember, but it's the one where he says that the Lord detests your festivals and your, your religious work in your worship is rejected. That's a harsh paraphrase, but the fact that God could reject your worship is in Amos because the people were so far from him. Uh, side note, that's just, that's just theological Seth nerding out a little bit. I love that book. That's a, we read it, we read through it in seminary and I was like, okay, cool. But then I, I did a Bible study because some kids were like, you know, you know, youth are, they're like, well, if you ask them what Bible, what book of the Bible they want to study, they're going to pick the most random one. Cause they think there's like some secret knowledge in the books that we don't ever talk about. And you're like, no, it's just kind of stuff that's really difficult to understand. And so they picked Amos and I was like, really Amos. Okay. So I pulled out all my commentaries. We went through it and we discovered some verses in there and it was really interesting, really exciting. But the number one book always picked when you ask people what book they want to study in the Bible, I'll give you two seconds to see if you can get it ready. What's the number one requested book of the Bible. When you ask people what book they want to study ready, here we go. If you said revelation, you're correct. So let's move on. All right. So that's some things that, that the pastors can, can post on their social media accounts. Some of these you can do recurring posts. Some of them are one time every once in a while kind of posts, but uh, go and read the blog at sethmuse.com. It's the most recent one. One of the most recent ones, it's 16 things that pastors can post and start using that to help you with some of the content you put out to get in front of your people. Because here's the thing. People just want to know you. They just want to know more about you as a person. They're not necessarily following you so that you can teach them more. They're not necessarily following you so that they can know more info about the church. They're following you. That's why they follow the church, but they're following you because they want to know about you. They're, they actually think, they actually think that, that, that the dessert you had at dinner tonight is interesting. I mean, what a time to be alive, guys. <laughs> what a time to be alive when people are interested in that. So let's capitalize on it. Capture their attention because attention is the number one commodity nowadays. It's not time. It's not resources, not even money. It's attention. Because if you get their attention, all that other stuff comes with it. Because attention is so hard to come by. 
People are hit with so much all day long. Marketing messages pulled in every direction. Just thousands of them. Stand out in the crowd because you're relational, not because you have something great. They'll find the great thing you have if they trust that you know what great things are. And they've got to be able to pay attention and listen to you before they'll ever know that. So pastors, that's what you can post on social. That's just a couple of ideas. Uh, I got some more on the blog. I'm working on something right now. I don't know if it's going to come into into fruition, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, I do have a resource called 88 Ideas for Church Social Media Posts. And that's for churches to post. I'm working on something similar for pastors, like a 65 ideas for pastors to post on personal social media. I'm working on something like that. We'll see if I can come up with enough of them to actually create a resource. But for now, this podcast and that blog I talked about will have to do. So thank you guys so much for listening. Again, go get the show notes for this episode, sethmuse.com slash 47. And join the Facebook group at sethmuse.com slash group. And we'd love to have you there to talk about some of the things. Maybe you've got some ideas for pastors to post and you can tell us some things to add to our resource. That would be awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening. I'm excited about being weekly right now. So we're going to be hit back with you next week. And I can't wait. Thanks for listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks. I'm Seth. Have a good one. Hey.